Would you rather talk about your sex life or money life? Surprisingly, most people would rather not talk about money, how to save it or invest it. This podcast is about helping you simplify your money life. Delivered by Dr. Henry Joseph Speck, a psychologist by training, Henry is a seasoned investor with over 40 years of successful investing in real estate, stocks and other alternate forms of income generation. Tune in to the twice-monthly podcasts to get his thoughts and tips on how to reach financial freedom. How to achieve the life you deserve. Now, here's Dr. Speck. Please remember this podcast is for entertainment purposes only. Please consult with your financial advisor or investment specialist before you make any changes to your investment policy or stocks or bonds or real estate you may own. I am not an investment advisor. I am simply talking about what I'm doing in our investments for your entertainment purposes. Welcome to this week's uh, podcast. It's January 24th, 2021. Um, lots going on, of course. But if you're talking about micro-investing, as, as I focus on what's happening around areas where we invest or where we uh, work, um, with some obvious you know, observation of world events, you're going to be okay, so you won't let all this, uh, this, this sort of thing that's happening bother you. For example, the the new lockdowns for COVID, the failure to deliver vaccines in a timely way, particularly to seniors who are locked up in nursing homes, um, the issue with the cancellation of the pipeline from Alberta through the United States by President Biden, the um, failure of our leaders, if you call them that. To really, really lead by example and to be able to, you know, move forth with with needing to do what's right, even if at times it may seem unpopular or sometimes you have to do things that are better for your your community or your country. You know, in Canada, we had the recent debacle with the, uh, you know, governor general who was harassing everybody and apparently in every job she's ever had, according to what the report said. So. You know, when your leader comes out and says, well, he didn't know, or yeah, they should they should look up people, you know, a little better before they hire them. And, and then we learn that, you know, if you work one day as governor general and they fire you, you then still get a $150,000 a year pension until the day you die from, from we, the taxpayers. So not only did we hire the wrong person and ignore them and not, not do proper background checks, you know, we those of us in real estate do more background checking uh, than the prime minister did when he hired this person and gave her this $150,000 pension for life. There are companies such as Single Key that we use where for $25 with consent from the person wanting to rent or do business with you, you can do a background check for credit, social media history, all kinds, criminal, all kinds of things that the client or the, sorry, the prospective customer would consent to. And for $25, you get an amazing report within 10, uh, sorry, 10 minutes or less. And it's, uh, it's an incredibly amazing tool. So perhaps instead of spending the hundreds of thousands of dollars to vet someone, uh, Mr. Trudeau could start with single key. $25. In fact, most of us would buck up for that to help him understand how to perhaps read a report and what to do with it. So rather than get so involved, because you can get angry about this, you can you can get concerned, but we really can't do anything about it. So what do we know? What do we know today of what's going on? Well, we know that um, real estate continues to 
rock in different parts of the country, particularly in parts of the country where there's what I call space. I, I really believe that one of the um, byproducts of COVID is going to be space, that people will want space. And, and this was starting to happen before COVID, the push to live on land that has the, the opportunity to perhaps partially, if not fully, sustain you should there be a problem, but also where you can walk and enjoy the outdoors without fear, um, places that have uh, more appropriate property taxes than you're probably paying in large, large uh, communities. Provided they have access to high-speed internet, you can pretty much live and work anywhere. If you're in a certain profession and a certain uh, um, type of uh, job where you can work and commute without being actually in a place. Now, what we need to be really concerned about is our friends and neighbors and, and country uh, folks who, who can't work that way. You know, uh, carpenters can't get online and build you a house, although there is some 3D printing happening, which I take that back. Perhaps in 10 years that, that will be more accessible to them. But currently, you know, if you're a carpenter, you have to go out to this job site. If you're a bricklayer, if you're a, a uh, person who deals in the food industry, um, you have to cook the food, so you have to leave your house to do that. You have to serve the food if it's a restaurant and so on. So there are many jobs that require, if you're a warehouse person who, who delivers or a postal worker, um, and, and we all have to feel for the people who leave their houses every day to work during this pandemic because uh, we just heard of a young man in London, Ontario, at the age of, I think, 19, who, who succumbed to COVID symptoms. So this... Amidst all of this, whatever's happening, the question you might ask yourself is, well, what do you what do you do with with what are you doing with your investments? Well, what I'm doing is is really pivoted, which isn't surprising if you've listened to these podcasts, and really going back to focus a lot on land. And I'm not going to get into a lot of details because we're closing a few deals uh, in the next couple of weeks, and then I can talk about them. And but but land is really important because. If you can see what's happening where people are, are pushing to be in areas with space, and, and all I also call in, in one area we invest, Oceanside. So if you can be an on or very near an ocean um, with beautiful views and, and really uh, amazing community and access to healthcare and all those other important things, particularly high-speed internet, you're going to be in a win situation. And these are all long-term boring holds. And one of the things that motivated me was when I realized in in reading the book that I discussed last week is the percentage of stocks that are purchased and sold and bought by uh, artificial intelligence driven robots. So people aren't actually buying 90% of the stocks that trade every day. They're robots that buy based on their analysis of the news and with artificial intelligence putting it together and saying, okay, should my account holder buy or sell based on this news? And so very, it's very much of a, of a reactive way. And it's not based on, it's not about buying a company or holding a company. It's all about um, basically um, the trends, the probabilities, and the artificial intelligence. And that scares me a little bit because I don't really understand, other than that system, what could be driving when you see these prices. When you see some of the prices out there, you know, you have to begin to wonder. Another fascinating piece of self-education I came across this, this week, in fact, I was looking at it just yesterday, is the relationship between mortgage debt divided by gross domestic product in a country 
and adding the unemployment rate, and that sort of can help predict cap rates or help at least understand cap rates. So in Canada currently, by my calculation, um, mortgage debt is approximately 100% of GDP, which in the past suggests that cap rates are should be close to two, um, which probably is the case in certain areas, and it may even be less than that in certain parts of the world. So the last time cap rates were this low or mortgage debt was so high compared to GDP, it was just before the last bubble, which a uh, real estate bubble where, where things sold off pretty quickly. I don't know if this is something I want to necessarily put a lot of emphasis on, but it certainly is another piece of information. So it's not just about interest rates. In fact, uh, the authors of this type of work, and all you have to do is Google uh, mortgage debt um, by GDP predicts cap rates Canada or something like that. You'll get all kinds of articles. And just, just become educated in it because there are a number of other factors that are, are linking or, or causing real estate to go up. One is, uh, you know, if you're in, in commercial real estate, people are really looking for yield, secure yield. So if you have a small apartment building or a fourplex that's giving you, you know, 4% return, if you would bought it with cash, 4% return, that seems like a very expensive building perhaps five years ago, but today that's a bargain for many, depending on what city and how stable the cash flow. And this is only going to get worse. Uh, then this past week, I did, took another look at gold and also took another look at uh, cryptocurrency and tried to understand that. Still don't get it. Have a tiny bit of that just, just to have a bit, but no, I, I, I just really don't understand it and won't totally get into it because it's, it's quite confusing. Um, the whole idea of gold and gold mines, you know, there's, there's a couple of them out there. For example, in Canada, probably the king would be Barrick. Pays about a 1.5% dividend, which is about what I think you can get on a GIC today. So if you're thinking of gold, I, that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm thinking, well, I might as well own the stock of a gold company because at least I'm getting some dividend in return for owning that, uh, I guess, bet on gold being a stable way to hold on to some wealth. Gold traditionally, in my research, doesn't necessarily uh, change much as far as appreciation other than try to retain the value of what you paid for it. And the example I used a few podcasts ago, when you take one of your properties that may have gone up in value, don't just look at the dollar amount, look at how many ounces of gold it would take to buy that property today or what you're selling it for versus how many ounces of gold it would have taken you to purchase it and you might add copper to that or, or silver or even corn soybeans and that will give you a bit of an idea of the value change did you truly make any more value or is it simply the devaluation of the dollar the final thing i'm trying to understand in my education is the the velocity as uh rickards talked about in his book the velocity of money being poor right now on the one hand, we're rejoicing that people are saving because there's no place to spend unless you're online a lot. Uh, where are you going to spend? There's no restaurants, there's no sporting events, there's no uh, travel. I don't imagine, I can just imagine what the gas stations are doing because I don't know about you, but I haven't put gas in my car in, oh man, at least a month. So what does that mean as far as all those industries? Um, don't know. I mean, I, I think we the ripple effects to all of this, we, we haven't even started to feel. Um, the Canadian Broadcasting Corporation, or the CBC here in Canada the other day, came out with a, 
uh, in-depth analysis of the cognitive issues associated with COVID. So those who are, they call long haulers, who have recovered but not fully from COVID, uh, some 30% or 33% continue to have um, neurological problems, um, brain issues, and scientists think that the virus may have permeated the brain-blood barrier where it's actually gone into the brain and maybe causing different uh, things to happen that we're just now becoming aware of. So there, there's a lot of ripple effects. If you think, if you walk down the main street of your community, how many stores are closed? In my community, we're on lockdown, so most of them cannot operate. There's some curbside, um, a food store. Uh, the other day I went out, I, I, I went out and I picked up, uh, this fa fascinating around here, we have a few farms that are open, and so I picked up some sweet potatoes, some fresh maple syrup, a uh, bag of onions, bag of apples, basket of pears, a jug of um, apple cider vinegar, running low on vinegar. So try to support all the small businesses, the farmers in your community if you can during these, uh, these difficult pandemic kind of lockdown situations. We're allowed to leave to get food, which I do once or twice a month, uh, probably once every two weeks. Um, make those runs and uh, other than that, we're on lockdown. So what am I doing? Well, I'm, I'm focusing more on um, land. I'm also um, focusing on moving some things out of an angel investment that I'll talk about perhaps someday that was, a, was an amazing unicorn and, and took that and did something else with it that I'll talk about once those deals are completed. And in the meantime, just, just focus on the, the four structures I talk about in your home. If you have children in your home during, during lockdown or if you're on your own or with someone else, the first is uh, every day, uh, work hard, whatever you're doing in your home, whatever you, you can do. Um, and, and the acronym is WAGE, so W is for work hard, A is for affirmations. Uh, talk about while you're in a sort of relaxed, deep breathing state, talk about what you're going to do today uh, as far as you're strong, you're powerful, you're in control, you're going to focus on those issues that you can control today. Uh, G is for setting goals for your day, what you're going to accomplish today, and that can be part of your affirmations or separately. And E is to exercise. Start every day with exercise. I, uh, you know, you got to do some cardio every morning, uh, and that will set you up for an amazing day. I just did mine before I, uh, I did this uh, pod, these two podcasts. I did one for wildflowerbeefarm.com, and I'm doing one now for uh, shrink money advice. So, so make sure you take care and provide that structure. Do it as well for your children. You know, in the military at all levels, they talk about the importance of making your bed first thing in the morning. How by making your bed, that sets your day up for success. And if you do it right, you'll do everything else today correctly. I believe instead of, you know, I mean, you can certainly make your bed, but on top of that, I think it's exercise for us. If you see exercise as brushing your teeth, or if you see exercise as part of that wage, the acronym wage that I talk about, you'll be successful not only in your investing, but also in your work today, your interactions with family or friends who may be in your environment or any other things you have to accomplish. So I'm Hank for Shrink Money Advice. Look forward to speaking with you again next week. Take care. Talk soon. You have been listening to the Shrink Money Advice podcast with Dr. Henry Joseph Speck. Remember to pick up your copy of Dr. Speck's latest book, Shrink Money Advice, on Amazon.ca or the audio version at awesound.com. That's A-W-E sound.com. 